Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Well, I mean, the barefoot stuff is something that we uh, we like uh, to talk about on the show. But like, how did uh, pa- Patrick the Potato Peeler O'Malley? How, how did uh, sure, certainly he won at least maybe a regional title or something? Oh no, he died. He died. Oh, you know, he collapsed and died after after I. I made him drink a quart of whiskey. Yes. Apparently, that's not uh, real healthy for people. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's tragic, uh, Shaky. It's episode fifty-five of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we talk to our friend with no organs, Jack. Uh, he, he doesn't have a gallbladder, a spleen, or a pancreas, and he is uh, one of the most interesting men on the planet because of it. Um, then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with our good friend Blake and a poop in your pants story. Ha, we're back to we're back to that. Congratulations, and, we yeah. managed to steer away from that for five seconds. <laughs> and we'll wrap up with our simply human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you? Nothing in life is free, Rick. Right? You've heard that saying. That's I've, a, I've heard that saying, yeah. Well, it needs to be changed to okay. nothing in life is free except for everything at the LSU tailgate. Ah. Please tell me more. It's, because uh, you and I, need, uh, I did not go to a large college, so I don't understand. I've never been to a major college football, like in that regard, like, you know, well, going as a fan, enjoying the game. And so... I don't have any idea what it's like. Imagine, I, I, I felt like a, a, like a... You went to the LSU... Alabama. Alabama game. Alabama in, game. In Baton okay. Rouge. And it's basically like, I felt like the four of us... Well, two, two of the guys went to like undergrad at, at major Big Ten schools, and then they did their like residencies at a Big Ten school. So they've done this kind of thing. But me and the, yes. and the other, other... Blake, who's on the show today... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, I felt like we were like foreign exchange students like walking up very timid like oh, yes how does this no um uh, like we were trying to like okay do we take can we have food at this like is someone is this someone's food they're gonna ask us for money or they're gonna like say hey what do you you're not part of this group you need to move elsewhere you ain't no yeah. louisiana yeah the hell out of here. and then by the end of the tailgate we were just walking up and like Making drinks and ha- getting food and hey, how's it going? And just like taking it's whatever like we want. Just crashing like a wedding crash. Yes, yes, it, it was. It's just crazy. But I, I wanted to bring up that game uh, because, and I'm gonna, and I'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. What I'm about to talk about. But we got an an Uber. I'm sure. Is everyone familiar with Uber? Just if you're not, it's like a basically it's like a ta- like a taxi service. Yeah, but right? you, uh, yeah, like like it's genius because like they don't have to own taxis or maintain taxis. You do all the maintenance. They keep te- they keep twenty percent of the fare, and you keep eighty percent. And so we Ubered. You can, a, go, you can start like basically to make extra money. You can start yeah. Ubering people around. Yeah, and do they you make can, sure that you're. Do they have like a background check to make sure yes. you're not like a yeah? We talked. We talked to one of the guys. Uh, we Ubered all weekend, and it sounds gross but uh we talked we talked to one of the guys who said like it takes you know a, a week or two for them to like do the background checks and all that but one of the like the the downside is especially if you're you know picking people up at like 1 a.m like at uh, after a football game we got out of one of the one of the cabs which is just like some guy's car and there were like chicken fingers and like honey mustard like all over the guy's seat so um 
I've got some really awesome, like, uh, what happens in the middle of the night to cats. Because yeah. they call the police, and we're like, sorry, man. You want to drive people around, and they throw up in your car. That's not really our business. Yeah. yeah so we so we Ubered a, uh, a car to go over to the game on Saturday, and we get the thing back. It says, you know, Clyde Jones is on the way. And then it t- shows you, like, on the little map where Clyde is. So he, he pulls up, and... He gets out, and it's like the first thought is, okay, this, why? Like, why is this guy doing this? I mean, this guy's a sharp dressed guy. I mean, like, he's got bling. You know, he smells great. <laughs> like, it's just, it, you know, like everything that you would not expect <laughs> from someone to drive you somewhere for money. And come to find out, if anyone is familiar with the movie, and I think you were the first person, whenever I found this out, I, you were the first person I thought of to text this to because... Because I've seen this movie, I'm not kidding you, at least probably 20 times. Yeah, probably I, I guess that. a couple dozen times. So, Coming to America, and there's a scene in the movie when Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are like walking... Uh, like like sort of like window shopping or something. And they look through. They first moved to the neighborhood in Queens. Yeah, and they're looking. And they lived above a a barber shop, the mighty fine barber yeah. shop. Well, they, somehow they're they're watching TV through a window and they see this this commercial for Soul Glow. Just let your soul glow. That's it. Make it all so silk smooth. <laughs> and like so, it's for like it's Afro grease, right? Afro, what is the matter with you? It's Jerry Curl Jew. <laughs> Afro Grease. Gosh, it's it's uh it's Fredman's hairstyle called the Jerry Curl. Uh, that uh, you know, you have to add product to your hair to make it, and it's uh drippy and greasy. Oh, is that Afro Grease? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm apologizing not. to yeah. everyone on your behalf yeah. for being an idiot. Afro Grease. Yeah, Jerry Curl. It's called Afro Grease, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was the guy. It was him, and his name is Clyde Jones. And we looked him up like while we were in there because we we're like, this guy is full of it. And it's it was him. And we were. So with let me him. ask you this, because you never answer my question on Facebook. Okay. Uh, when you got into his car, was he like? Nice to meet you, fellas. Hey, have you ever seen Coming to America? Because well, I'm that guy. It was. Or one of you recognize him? No, it was. It was very close. To the first one, and I we get in the cab, and I called Jen, my wife, to to you know check in or All whatever. Guys for being such a piece of crap. Yeah, exactly. And, also- and and as I'm on talking to Jen, I'm he's like he's telling us this, and so all of a sudden I start like ignoring Jen, like putting the phone down, like what what is this guy saying? And so so it was like it was pretty quick that he was like, hey, have y'all ever seen Coming to America? And like he said, Coming to America, my ears perked up. Like yes, what, what what's this Coming to America business? So anyway, we we there, there's stuff on YouTube, um, and I'll link to all of it in the show notes. There's stuff. There's something on TMZ. He's done a bunch of other movies. He did a soul, the Death of Soul Glow short movie, and he got like Eddie Murphy and some other people did. And he's like friends with those people. He played football at USC, and I, all this. You know, it was just it was crazy. We got a picture with him. That is so really like uh, in the contest of like the most random, yeah. like person of all time. That's. That guy, that's the most random yeah. person of all time. Well, he was a I super think. cool guy. He's working with a, a nonprofit in like New Orleans, I think, and he comes over on the weekends and like Ubers and makes you know, a couple hundred bucks on the weekend. Like so craziness. Okay, Soul Glow, link to it. Check it out. Uh, horse meat. 
Yes, we got an email, and I'll read the <laughs> No segue email. there. Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up. Give me half a second. Uh, Martin. Okay, hang on. Hey, uh, it's from a listener, Martin Lieberthal. Who, the, who bought the T-shirts. This is Martin from Germany who did the T-shirts. Yes, Martin from Germany, and he sends us a picture of a, what it looks appears to be a delicious steak with a bunch of mushrooms and vegetables and stuff like that, and the text is, you know, hey, guys, the shirts are here, yada, yada. At the picture, you see my dinner from the other day, a huge steak, mushrooms and vegetables. Mm. And I, at this point, I'm like, yeah, that does look like a delicious steak because, hey, I will get down with the steak. And then he says, the steak is horse. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you eat horse in the States? I've never heard about horse meat from an American. This is not an everyday thing in Germany, but we have butchers only for horses. Now the most important thing, Rick, would you eat this? Well. Ah, uh, man, uh, I would – but it would take like a good solid like 20 minutes of just staring at this thing to psych myself up for. And what's funny is I saw the picture and I was like, man, that looks like an awesome steak. And if you just put it on a plate in front of me, I'd be like, yep, give me the steak. Right. And I like, eat it. If, if, if Outback brought it to but you. knowing at, yeah. yeah. But knowing that it's a horse, I don't know. Like yeah, it's like um, what's the difference between horses and cows? It's not like I'm like oh, I can't eat a horse. It it's it's got a face. Right, and, cows have a face. Th- cows have faces. I think and I, I think, love cow faces. Well, you know, like, in some places they eat dog, and some places they eat other things. Like you know, some some people don't eat pigs, and some people you know, it's like so. I think in America, anything that we can have like a relationship with. You know, like horses kind of, you know, and pigs. Yeah, people do a lot of petting, uh, and they're very protective. Uh, but I'm not one of those. Right. I, don't, I don't care about a horse. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I, I wouldn't, like, butcher my pet horse much in the same way that I wouldn't butcher my pet cow or my pet pig. I really would like a little fat, like, pot belly pig. Those things are awesome. Um, I feel like there's probably way more into that. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of just smelling and, yeah. and just... <laughs> Like we so, had a guinea pig before my wife started having children. We had to get rid of it because uh, pregnant my wife started supposed to handle children. rodents, but it was just the most disgusting thing of all time. It just craps all over. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Oh, guinea pigs. Okay, so horse meat. Interesting, interesting yeah. concept. Okay. I, th- I would say that uh, you would have to – and normally I don't get down with like tricking me into eat- eating something. But like, you might have you to give do that. Me, like, there's nothing that I find more repulsive than the whole like – in the in the United States, we call them like Rocky Mountain oysters, like eating. Yeah, like I have some of those. Mystical. Yeah, I have That's some of those. Disgusting. I have and some if, of those in my I, freezer. I, I'm not kidding you. If you tricked me into eating one of those and I ate it, and then you're like, oh, "You just ate an animal testicle," I would murder you. I would kill oh you. Well, my reaction would be so extreme and so visceral that I would be blinded like, by rage. And I'm serious. Like the, I might actually kill someone who did that. Like the uh, Chris Farley uh, bit whenever they uh, they tell him that he's been drinking decaf and not caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's like, what would happen yeah. to me. I, I, I promise. The music, but, like the, the eerie like uh, string music would come in, in in the background. Yeah. Well, and I've I've – had people tell me like, oh, I'm just going to eat it this way or this way, I would freak out for sure. Yeah. But I think with a horse steak, I would be like, huh. Interesting. Mm, I wouldn't have like that crazy reaction. But okay, so all this talking, I will tell you, Martin, yes, because I don't have horses as pets. I am not a farmer. I know I live in Texas. I do not ride a horse and carry a six-shooter. I, okay, actually, I do carry six years yes, sometimes, but cop. I do not ride a horse to work. I do not care anything about horses. I'm not a uh, you know I, I don't care either way. 
so if you would tell me like, yes, this this is horse meat and it tastes good, I would be like, okay, yes, I would have a bite of a horse. All right, so uh, don't go eat your pet horse, but horse meat. Yes, there it is. Some people eat it. Um, all right, the T-shirt giveaway-a-thon, uh, PL Bot, who won the October edition. Did you, uh, by the way, I meant to personally talk, uh, conversate with you about this. You got all the information. Yes, and I was going to tell PL Bot that she emailed me, and uh, I have not had a chance to put the shirt in the mail yet. So she, as, as you listen Idiot. to this on the 14th, the, the shirt will be in the mail soon, and I will uh, follow up with you via email. So thank you for that. If By the you, way, her name is her name is Patty. Yes. We can give a personal shout-out to Patty yeah. B. We don't have to keep calling her PL. Well, so. I was trying to protect her privacy, but that you that's fine. It's um, like that episode of The Simpsons where, like, uh, let's call her Lisa S. Oh, or better, L. Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you, Patty. Yes, you too can have a chance to win a free Simply Human t-shirt by going to iTunes and leaving us a review. It can be a one-star review. It can just say poop or butt. Um, That is the way to enter your name into, and and we'll pick at the end of November, so you have until the end of November uh, to enter in and uh, and try to get us as many iTunes reviews as possible. You can enter in again. If you entered in October, you can do another review. It's no big deal, I think. uh, Can you leave two reviews? I think so. I think I've left us like seven but just kidding um, <laughs> uh, we have 50 something reviews and like 40 of them are your mom <laughs> yeah exactly is that, a, is that a mom joke all right so you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com links to the facebook page youtube channel all that fun stuff is there uh instagram and twitter at simplyhuman52 uh, and uh i guess now it is time to get to the interview with jack and uh this is a really super interesting conversation uh, about uh, with a guy who doesn't have you know a large percentage of his internal organs, uh, and, and I'm uh, let me say uh, I'm most surprised that we were able to talk to him for 30 minutes and him not get super inappropriate. Yeah. He's the most inappropriate person I've ever met in my life, uh, but we managed to keep it on uh, on the rails for 30 whole minutes. Yeah. So congratulations, Jack. Thank you. So here he is, Jack P. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, pleased to announce we actually have mentioned Jack Patterson before. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but we said something about oh, it was about the time we were he, talking about the group text message we had the other day. I think. Well, no, it was well, it was that. Lines. But before that, we mentioned the the Rangers game when he threw your hat. You're like brand new Rangers. Hat. <laughs> See, that's a classic Jack story. I, I, I would like to say for anyone out there who doesn't know Jack, well, we don't know who listens to the podcast. It's probably nobody. No one. <laughs> listening knows jack this is a great jack story that kind of sets the table uh my brother gosh this has been a little probably 11 years or so my brother is gonna get married (laughs) and uh he's gonna have a bachelor party but it's you know you know we don't uh do the whole strip club thing so we're gonna go to the rangers game well our wives won't let us (laughs) precisely so uh i haven't seen uh my brother invites a bunch of his friends and a lot of these people i haven't seen in years and i haven't seen jack in years and years jack is my brother's So he's three years older than me. We all grew up together, though. So we all are going to meet and then go to the Texas Rangers baseball game while we meet in, like, uh, you know, our meeting location. And I'm excited to see Jack. I haven't seen him in years. And I walk up and I'm like, Jack! And he turns around and has, like, a one-liter bottle of water and immediately turns around and goes, Rick! And then just grabs the front of my pants all in one motion and dumps the one-liter bottle of water, like, puts it directly in the front of my pants. 
completely soaking my pants, and it, it was. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, thanks." Yeah, that's right. And like two hours later, we're at the t- the the baseball game, and uh, I'm sitting near Jack, and he goes, "Hey, you know what's funny?" And I was like, "What?" And he just grabs my hat and throws it from the upper deck down <laughs> onto the lower deck, brand new, out onto the field. Yeah, like a brand new <laughs> fitted Rangers hat, a blue Rangers hat. Yeah. yeah so I have to like uh, negotiate with these people down uh, the rich people seats to get my hat back. But uh, Jack is a prankster, but it's always good times, and it is awesome to have you on the program. No, oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to share my uh, lack of organs. <laughs> well, w- one more before we get this, like lack of organs. Hang on, uh, but I want to say that's a little teaser bit for yeah, everyone out there. But one last thing uh, that I that I have taken from that night that I use quite often is we were in uh, whoever's car we were in driving to the game. Jack was in the back seat, and Jack, how tall are you? Like six nine? No, uh, pro- maybe. Maybe you owe me four. It's about 6'5". So Jack is a very, very tall, large man, played basketball at the uh, University of Pierce High School. Um, And so Jack is like crammed in the back of this very small car. And I think your wife called you. Do you remember this? Oh, uh, I do not. Okay. So you and I I use this line all the time and I'm gonna have to bleep it out. But you answer the phone. You don't say hello. You don't say any you know any sort of salutation you, you open the you open the phone because it was a flip phone okay you open <laughs> the phone we're talking and, and like very very quietly into the phone you're like i told you not to call me right now you make you make me look like a in front of my friends <laughs> <laughs> and so i use I that i said that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use that a line all the time to my wife like you're making me look like a huge yeah so anyway so okay lack of organs jack uh, and, and really why we wanted to have Jack on uh, is because, you know, this is this is sort of in the realm of eat like a human. Well, how do you eat like a human if you don't have several <laughs> digestion organs? So tell us sort of how that all came to be. How did you lose your okay. organs? This is kind of a long story, so t- cut me off if I need to could be cut off. But All right, well, Jack, thanks basically. for being on. This was great having you uh, on the Simply right, Podcast. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right so so uh in my family we actually have a rare genetic disease called hereditary pancreatitis most people that have pancreatitis it's either because they drank too much which could have happened in my case or they got hit in the stomach which could have happened in my case but um i know for sure i have it because i've gone through genetic testing and so like clockwork with my siblings and i and i have an older sister and a younger brother we all got sick when we were in eighth grade and so by getting sick, pancreatitis just means you have a really bad stomach ache. And so I spent, oh gosh, about a week every year of my life until I was 22. And the week after I graduated college, oh, I spent about a week in the hospital um, every year until I was 22. And uh, the week after I graduated college, I had what's called a Whipple procedure. Have you ever heard of a Whipple procedure before? I, I've heard of something that rhymes <laughs> rhymes with Whipple. <laughs> you, you've heard of the third Whipple. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, the Whipple procedure is exactly what Steve Jobs had. It's reserved for pancreatic cancer patients, but I'd have it because I my pancreas was so diseased from not only the disease, but also from probably some unhealthy habits in college, you might say. <laughs> And um, so I had what's called a Whipple procedure where they took out two-thirds of my pancreas and my gallbladder. And so um, the hope was to relieve the pain, which it did for about uh, six or seven years. So when I was 30, though, 
I got sick again, and I'm 37 now. But I got Yeesh. sick again, and I, I know, <laughs> I know. Seriously, um, I owe everybody 32. But anyway, so, I love how you automatically have the math in your head anytime any number is thrown out to round that up or down to 69. By the way, <laughs> I'm kind of a savant like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like it, so, even into the thousands, if you say like if the number like 1,897 is thrown out, Jack is like, you owe me like 1,000. Yeah, exactly. I know. And so um, I got sick again and had to go to the hospital a whole lot. And so they did what's called a completion pancreatectomy with eyelid cell transplant. And so they were going to take out my pancreas. The rest of it. My, so you have, see, see, the rest of it. You have two thousand. You have two thirds of your pancreas already gone from the Whipple thing. So they're going to take the rest of it, I guess. Yeah, they took the rest of it. But what they wanted to do was harvest the eyelid cells that produce insulin in your body, and they can put it in the portal vein of your liver. And so. They did that in a nine-hour operation at Cincinnati. Jeez. And, um, oh, my gosh, like, opened me up big time twice. And uh, once once when I was 22 and once when I was 30. So after the surgery, I'm sitting there with no pancreas, no spleen, because the spleen is rendered useless without a pancreas. I didn't know that. Um, and a gallbladder. And then hoping that the eyelid cell transplant would take place, what it would take, so that I would not be diabetic. Well, unfortunately, because my pancreas had so much wear and tear on it, and I only had a third of it, it did not take. So at that time, I became a type 1 diabetic. Right. And for everyone, I'll sort of explain this real quick. So when you eat food, your pancreas uh, sort of secretes a hormone that is called insulin that sort of partitions the fuel. And so type type 1 diabetics are ones are, are, are folks that either that don't have the insulin going out and partitioning the fuel to the right places. The type 2 diabetics are ones that they they are secreting insulin, but their cells are so resistant to the insulin that they can't... So it's basically kind of the same thing. A lot of times in type 1 diabetics, you find people that can't gain weight, that are very thin, that are that are starving uh, a, a right. lot of the time, and type two diabetics, it's the same thing. You get a lot of people that are that are starving a lot of the time, but they're they face obesity. So so yeah. Uh, so so what what this eyelid procedure was going to do is I'm sort of like learning this too. So like I didn't even know that you could do that. So you take the the whatever the thing in the pancreas that secretes the insulin, and you can like put that in the liver and see if if then the liver starts secreting insulin. Yep, that's crazy. Yep. You, it's it's they uh, put the eyelid cells, they harvest them, and so then I sit on the operating table, you know, for four hours just sitting there, and then they have a separate team that does everything to um, separate the eyelid cells, the remaining ones, and then they put them um, back in the portal vein of the liver. And, that, and this works. That it works. Sometimes this this is this has been successful in some cases, I guess. Oh, it's successful in many cases. Um, it's just that I. I had a, a third of a pancreas to work with, right. but um, like for instance, um, I, you know, I mentioned that it's called hereditary pancreatitis. So, me, my brother, my sister, my dad, of course, the gene is dormant in him, but my grandmother had it. Um, huh. Everybody on my dad's side of the family has it, and so um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that um, oh, that that for kids, like my my brother's daughter has it actually, um, and. So the hope is, is that the surgery is so refined here in a few years where she could just go in, have a laparoscopic procedure with her pancreas being removed. Then, since she has a full healthy pancreas or relatively healthy pancreas, then she could be non-diabetic the rest of her life. 
God, that's crazy. So, so you're you're facing really two issues here. One is like your the diabetes. Um, uh huh. So, and then the other issue is like what happens with the whole lack of organs thing. So let's talk about like, how have you sort of transitioned and, and how has your life changed? You know, it's the other thing, like we always say, you know, well, you, you can make choices and you know, everything that, that, you know, that, that happens to you is like, you know, as your own, you know, uh, your health is, is all choices that you make and your behavior. Well, not right. in your case. I mean, there are genetic things out there and we tell people this, like sometimes you just, it, it, there was nothing that you could have done. You could have lived in the woods and only eaten, you know, wild food your whole life, and you still would yeah. have had this thing. So, so talk about how, like, how you've uh, your life has changed. I guess with this, the type one diabetes, because a lot of times people don't you don't get type one diabetes later in life, right? You just sort of have right. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very few people get it later in life, um, unless it's like women with gestational diabetes or something, but. Um, yeah, basically, uh, when, once I got it, I had to adjust, um, because when you feel outside of that range of 80 to 120 on that blood glucose range, I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. And so when you're high on it and you're above 150 or so, then your feet will tingle. If you're below it, then you start to become disoriented and sweat. And so I need to get good control of it. So for the first year I was in a little bit of denial, so I only took shots. But um, year two, so 2008, I got on a wireless pump technology. And so the pump, what it does, um, I have a pod um, that is filled with insulin every three days. I put it on my stomach. Um, it's tape, or it's not taped down, it's glued down. And Scotch um, tape onto your stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps falling off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, so I, I have a remote control thing that I carry with me that looks like a cell phone. And um, then it like does a quick, you know, quick click. It's like a little mini IV. And then what it, what it does, it delivers two types of insulin, a basal and a bolus. A basal is a continual. Did you say Ebola? It, it delivers it's Ebola. Called an Ebola. I actually gave Ebola to everybody. That's, <laughs> I'm coming out <laughs> telling everybody that right now. It's you're the one who, you're, you're the carrier who brought it to the country. It, it was originated in Dallas, and I'm originally Ooh, from Dallas. That's right. There's a, yeah. And you have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah, More so on that bolus, later. Um, gives like a, a little bit of insulin every ten minutes, um, a preset amount, and then um, the basal. Um, I have to calculate how much what I eat. Now, does um, that does that uh, monitor your blood sugar too, or do you have to actually manually test your blood sugar? I have to manually test my blood sugar. You can get a continuous glucose monitor. I've just found that they're not very reliant. But okay. um, quite frankly, I mean, I think within the next five years there will be an artificial pancreas out there that does both without. Right any user interface and so basically you basically you strap it on and then and then there you go so, <laughs> now I'm so is that. this you're you a gosh you you threw me off with your jokes at the end like uh we would periodically joke about stuff like this growing up but this has had like obviously like a very very significant impact like on your life the things you do every single day, uh, this is, is this something that affects like, uh, that you worry, you have twin boys. How old are uh -huh. they now? Uh, are they, they are like nine? seven. They are six, seven? Okay. six and nine. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So <laughs> twin. Uh, this is something that, that you worry is going to affect them. Like down the line, do they carry it? Do they, you know, uh, are they, this possibility is, that they could be affected? 
this is the truly fascinating part. So that's why we we have twins because we did something called pre-implementation genetic diagnosis. Oh, dude, that's I, I think I know where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of science so, being blown out here. Seriously, by the way, so. <laughs> I know I'm a lot smarter than you guys thought I was. Right? So, well, I'm um, just, honestly, real quick, like you've had to learn about a bunch of stuff that's crazy that most people don't even have to remotely come close to learning oh. about. You're like. But just because oh. of this, but go ahead, go oh, ahead. So tell me what it, be, tell me yeah. what it's called again. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down. Pre-implementation genetic diagnosis. So and let me so get let me guess. We, they they basically like they take they create a baby like in a petri dish or whatever, and they take that gene out. Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, what they did was so um, my wife. Um, you know, we didn't have any fertility problems, obviously. That's what I'm talking about. And so my wife. Um, <laughs> So we uh, we uh, had to do some fertility drugs though in order to have a larger sample size, and so we had twenty five eggs, or twenty. We had thirty eggs of the thirty. Twenty five of them were fertilized um, in the lab. So we had twenty five kids at one point. Wow! And of those twenty five, fourteen of them tested positive for the hereditary pancreatitis gene. Man. Eleven of them did not, and of the eleven, they ranked them in order of viability, and we chose the top two. The one with the largest. See, I, had, I literally had no idea. I thought you just, you know, a traditional pregnancy. I had no idea that, man, there's a lot of well, uh, my, science getting blown apart with this. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh one gosh. more time. Pre-implementation. Genetic diagnosis. Okay. Got it. And by the way, um, just, and I know you guys know him, but my brother just found out they're having twins. They did not what? do that with their first child. And then they uh, decided to do that now. And now his wife is pregnant with twins awesome um and they're wow. gonna have the same thing so you know it's just it, it actually was initiated with cystic fibrosis um that's something that's passed on right. and so they um did the technology and all you have to do is just um put in there which gene you don't want in there and you move forward that's right now, you said that like uh you mentioned like that you think in the near future and you work you know in the i don't want to say like in the medical field but close to the medical field uh is when they if they do come out with like a, a artificial pancreas is that something you'd be interested in or do you say okay I've been opened up majorly two different times I've got a handle on this with the insulin pump and yada yada forget no. your uh, your your rubber pancreas <laughs> well, rubber pancreas. well the, you mean the rubber flaccid one yes um, <laughs> we'll see the um the the artificial pancreas actually attaches to the outside of your body nah. oh so you're not um, talking about a, a, like a, a fake organ you shove right, inside yeah. your body i was Wait, i was with you on that one jack excuse yeah. me yeah oh, gotcha. <laughs> hey okay. so just real quick on the when you had the 11 viable options did you rank them in order of like their member size um yes obviously <laughs> I mean, they were all in the top percentile so it was hard to uh, all right <laughs> now you you mentioned your little brother i i would i didn't ever know your older sister all that well uh but your younger brother and i were pretty good friends i don't recall this affecting this did this affect you like way more than the average person with hereditary pancreatitis or because I don't I, you know, I know he was sick with it here and there, but it didn't seem like it affected him quite as often as it affected. Yeah. You. Did you just have uh, a severe yeah. case of it or I had a severe case of it. Je Jeffrey still gets ill sometimes, but um, he can, for instance, uh, my doctor before college said, no, when you go to college, every time you drink, it's going to be like pouring gasoline on a fire. Uh -huh. Well, it was, but I totally disregarded it. <laughs> My brother, though, he can have a glass of wine, he can uh, have a, a scotch or a beer, and he's fine. So it, it definitely affected me more so um, than him. And then, by the way, I've also had um, a couple of my, like my dad's sister 
and uh, one of my cousins, my dad's sister's daughter, they have multiple hospitalizations. One of them is also a type one diabetic, but no one's had their pancreas removed. Man. Well, okay. So let's talk about like things. Are, are there in, in particular, like we talk about alcohol, obviously like pouring uh, you know, gasoline on a fire, but like, are there other foods that affect you positively or negatively? Like, like, okay, I, I have learned that I'm going to just completely avoid blank. Well, because we talk well, real quick, Jack, we, we, we talk a lot about like the insulin response with your body and how, we, you know, you can pick certain foods to manage that as it, re- as it relates to gaining weight, losing weight. For you, it's a little bit different story, but like uh, that's what we're the most interested in because you probably know more about insulin than anybody that I know. Well, um, I will tell you that when I do, um, when I do do, um, obviously, um, I don't have a big filter. And so, um, ever since, uh, I had the Whipple procedure, um, basically, um, I have a really hard time keeping on weight. Now with that said, I look healthy, but it's because I eat like I'm an 800 pound person. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. And so, yeah. And so, um, so what do you eat? What's a day what, in the life of Jack food wise? I probably eat nine or 10 times a day. Like what? Um, Tell me, go take us through a day. Oh gosh. Well, in the morning, let's say I have, um, well, because I'm diabetic off a diet, sun-kissed, <laughs> but, um, and, and I'll probably have like an apple or a bagel or something. Then at lunch, I'll go get like a teriyaki bowl or something. But the bad news, and, and you know, in the evening, do I eat like crap sometimes? A lot of times? Yes, I do. But um, the thing is, is that the pancreas, it really has three main functions. Number one is the digestion of, digestion of food. Number two is um, it obviously produces the insulin for your body. But number three, it, I did, and I didn't know how much of an impact it had until I didn't have a pancreas anymore. It really affects your appetite. And um, if you don't have a pancreas, then you don't have the um, hormone the drive to make you to feel eat? full. What is that? Uh, ghrelin? Ghrelin? How do you say that? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it's we've ghrelin. Tried, but anyways. Yeah, we've tried yeah. multiple medications to help me. Um, feel full and none of them are there's no medication out there right now that is a long acting medication they might might work for one or two times like fentermine or something like that but um, I've tried uh, multiple medications and nothing works so for me it's a constant struggle to to eat because you know it's not like healthy options are there all the time and so a lot of times I end up eating three musketeer bars you know So now um, when you do that, do your feet, do your feet start to tingle? Like, can you tell that your blood sugar like goes way high when you eat um, something like that? You know, um, I've kept, I've kept my A1C and the A1C is the long, the 90 day, um, blood sugar test. I've kept my A1C within the range that they want me to. What is it like, like four or five or something like that? Or less than, Mm, less than seven? um, Yeah, it's less than seven is what they want. And so, um, my last one was like a 6.6. So cool. I haven't had any major complication, really any complications whatsoever. But that could all, you know, it could come at one moment. I always joke around that, like, in a few years, I'm going to look like Anakin Skywalker after he <laughs> fell into the lake, into the uh, lava pool. <laughs> so I'm, all, I'm always scared about that. Yeah. But you wake um, up one morning and it's just happened overnight. It's like, no! and I'm, I'm just going to go, <laughs> no. <laughs> Now, like, uh, you, you probably are pretty well used to, like, how this affects your everyday life. It probably doesn't, you, you probably, don't even think about it too much, but what are some of the, the challenges that 
because your wife doesn't have any problems like this, so you get to compare it and contrast it with a quote-unquote normal person. What are some of the challenges every day that, you know, before you leave the house or before you go, you, you travel a lot for work, before you leave town for work? What oh, are some yeah, things like you when you travel, yeah. Um, well, um, something I used to do was pack an extra pair of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Because, uh, I do that. I have an extra pair of underwear in my pocket right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> because sometimes uh, you think that it's going to be gas and it ends up being the liquid. Because <laughs> because you don't have the filter, right? It's like a total. It's not me. It's not me. I have I have no right to crap my pants, but I do it often. You have an every every reason to. Crap oh, your y'all still there? Oh, okay, uh, but um, and uh, so that's that's not fun. Um, but uh, let's see what other complications I have. Obviously, when I go to the restroom, um, I have <laughs> I rarely stand up to go to the restroom. Oh, um, yeah. and so because basically without the, the digestive function of the pancreas, everything just goes right through me. I have people to look at me and say, how are you not 800 pounds based on how much you eat? And I say, well, you know, I keep it at 240 and I, I do not, I have not fluctuated whatsoever. Since um, for how long, how long have you been at 240? Which at 6'5", like 240 isn't like, it's pretty healthy hey, weight. Yeah. 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 And I, I work out quite a bit, but, um, you know, I've been at 240 nonstop, you know, gosh since since i had the surgery and before then i was probably around then also yeah i'd say probably the biggest hassle besides the restroom part of it though is the working outside of it because every time i go work out i have to have food with me because my blood sugar will drop exponentially i did i did as you guys have seen the pictures especially you rick i did (laughs) i did he's still uh, mad about that sprint triathlon um, back in June. Yep. And uh, when I did that, um, I had to have all these kinds of gels. And every time I would go swimming, I'd have to come in around 200 on my blood glucose. Um, and then after the workout, I'd be at about 80. So wow. after a 30-minute intense workout, it can it can dip as many as 120 points. Golly. So that's probably the biggest hassle. Like I'm playing in a church basketball league. And, wow, um, the, the last time you did that, that worked out really well, by the Brian way. Brian Barkley. Well, and, and I would say that you were probably the instigator of that, sir. Okay, but, tell the we story. All, uh, to peel the curtain back uh, very quickly, <laughs> uh, we were all played in a church league basketball, uh, a church uh, basketball league, and we the all Brown got Vipers. kicked out of a game one time. Yeah, the, the Brown Vipers were the team name. And we all got thrown out of a game <laughs> for basically fighting and swearing and <laughs> just overall chicanery that has no place in a church well, basketball. I will but. say I will take the uh, the fault of it all started because I played for a team that was 3 and 13 in district and one of the guys knew knew this was right after the basketball season ended in high school and one of the guys knew I played at Pierce. And so he said, "Yeah, you might be scoring a lot of points here, but you're blank 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 at Pierce High School." So I took the ball and went down the court and I Shot an NBA three on his mom. Unfortunately, <laughs> that started a benches clearing brawl. Yeah, so. as the ball is arcing towards the basket, Jack goes, "That one's on your mom." <laughs> and it and went in. Switches, and that was pretty much the end of the game. It was just chaos from there. Oh, I, I would say your brother had some stuff to do with that, also with depancing himself. But, yes, uh, when he, my brother got thrown out of the game, he just yanked his shorts down, <laughs> just exposing his boxers, and just walked out. With like both hands up in the air. Well, the best thing was both our youth minister and our assistant youth minister both got kicked out of the game as coaches. Also, yeah, so was it wonderful. was, was it's Brian, probably my my favorite. Sport was Brian Barker on that team? Did he get thrown uh, out? No, was, I, I think he had. Uh, He'd already just, been thrown uh, out. Yeah, he had already probably beaten 
beating the rap yeah. or something. <laughs> well, okay, before, let's see, we are at uh, like 25 minutes. And before I end this, I want to give everyone that wants to the opportunity to hear some of the magic Oh, they better. That Jack creates. Okay, just uh, th- very quickly. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode. We have this long-running group text message with uh, five of us. Was it Mark? Uh, yeah, five of us. And uh, periodically, I say periodically, it's about four times a day, Jack will uh, text us audio of... Uh, which, I can't, which I cannot get enough of. Because friends that we are. Yeah. And it is... I just... I don't know what to tell you. It's the most... You really have to disturbing. Hear it we're gonna yep. hear Ama- it. no amazing and beautiful. Okay, let's tell it's, it like it is. It's just it's just bananas. But uh, this is I, I, we're joking. But like this is kind of serious from the standpoint of this. If you if anyone out there listening wonders like what Jack talks about, like the challenges of this. Imagine this. How many times a day would you say you uh, you have to number two? Uh, eight to ten. Okay. Yeah, this is eight to ten times a day, and imagine at work, uh, at the gym, uh, maybe on the way to work, uh, just all the time. Right, and it's not like you can say, "Oh, I'm just going to hold it until lunch, my lunch break." Oh, it's like you've got to go. And no so, way. Yeah. So yeah, no. I'm yeah. Gonna, so if you got to go, it's a drop everything and sprint to the. So you probably have like a map of like the cleanest toilets between your home and your work and all this well, stuff. Unfortunately, uh, I'm, I'm the one that's responsible for them not being clean. <laughs> it's like that bathroom that I, I sent a picture of this bathroom to the group thread uh, from a Lubbock mall. And it was like the most horrific thing I'd ever. I walked into like Ace Ventura walking into like the room of death. This is a lovely room of death. Um, okay, so I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then I'm going to include it. And so if you want. If you're listening in the car or something and you have a weak stomach and you want to turn it down, I'm going to give you that option. Okay? Is that fair? Or if you have kids, it gives you a chance to be like, oh, we're not going to listen to the doo-doo audio bag. (laughs) Or or if you're like my kids, uh, you can say, guys, you have something great to listen to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I taught Halen. She is. But this is, and this is 100% real. This is not like a bit. This is not uh, edited audio. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, for everyone who has like muted uh, the uh, the podcast, thinking that they're about to hear doo doo audio bag, we Rick and I discussed after the fact, and we decided not to play uh, an audio of someone taking a dump. <laughs> we have we have we have drawn we have drawn a line. So here is the rest of the interview with Jack. All right, and then I'll add it in there. Okay, so you can see uh, how amazing. I'm sure, like, if that, if we had actually played it, I'm, I added it later. If we had actually played it, I get when he sends the file, I start giggling uncontrollably before I even listen <laughs> to the file. I'm so excited to get the file. It's like I just shake my head. Yeah. Now, Jack, it's 2014 right now. Very, very quickly. Uh, if this would have been you in like 1960 or 1970, is this a fate? Can this a potentially fatal condition without like all these? crazy like medical like innovations 100 percent fatal 100 percent. i'm very blessed that it's today just like in five years from now someone with what i had won't even even realize i mean they might have diabetes but the diabetes will be covered up by the uh 
artificial pancreas. But they so, won't have um, doo-doo audio bag to share with their friends. <laughs> no, they they wouldn't, without a doubt. So you guys are getting the best version of Jack. Right now. It's a win-win. Yeah, this everyone. is really the optimum version. Yeah. The not dead and also still having loud uh, loud bathroom stuff. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> correct, oh, correct. All right, and before before I let you go, I have to ask you the question that we ask every uh, person that's been on the show, and that is this. And I haven't I didn't give you any heads up on this. What is okay. one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do? to make life more enjoyable. Doesn't have to be health related, doesn't have to be anything fun related or, or anything like uh, you know natural living related, just something you yeah. do. Fun. My answer is listening okay. to Jack's doo doo audio bag. <laughs> <laughs> That, my, my answer is doing that. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, my, actually, okay, so I live in Colorado, and um, we have quite a bit of wildlife around here. And I live in a, a residential neighborhood, but I keep a, uh, a loaded BB gun rifle. And every, <laughs> oh every, time, every time that a rabbit comes in the backyard, I give it to one of my sons, and I make them take a rabbit's life. <laughs> so that has to be probably... <laughs> Probably the funnest thing that I do. It do gives you, me the uh, most enjoyment. Do you eat the rabbits or use the rabbits in any way? Uh, we do use them for educational purposes, okay. such as um, I will I will take out my hunting knives okay. and my boys will yeah, um, dissect it. That's good. So, yes. No, okay, yes. at least you're not just throwing it, like killing a rabbit and just throwing it in the garbage can. You just stay yeah. with the rabbit by its ears to your fence to like let all the other rabbits know that you guys mean business. Our, our population's down. However, it did backfire on me last year. We left one outside and a fox Ooh. got in. And so then we had a fox resident of our neighborhood for about six weeks. Mm. So other than that, it, it's turned out pretty well. Awesome. All right. Well, Jack, we are out of time. Thank you for being on. And uh, good luck with your uh, issues. And keep us posted. Maybe we'll have you back on uh, if you ever decide to get an artificial pancreas. Um, yes. And, uh, and please send more doo-doo audio bag. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Jack, uh, for that uh, very interesting conversation. It is now uh, time for the hot dog part of the... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I just called this. This is the wiener part of the hot dog. It's the (laughs) in-between. The hot dog... The the, the hot dog segment uh, uh, where we thank our uh, guest and we lead into the humans being human. Blake was on the show... Uh, and we talk about this uh, in in the segment, so I'm not gonna oh, oh, beat a dead steak horse, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not beat a delicious <laughs> succulent horse. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, but Blake told me the story uh, recently, and I and I it's like we need to have you back on. So uh, here is Blake from Brady. Joining, here we go. Join, joining us, um, Blake. How's, how it works is you're supposed to wait and and not talk until I tell you to talk. <laughs> you interrupted me. Um, jo- joining us on the Simply Human podcast. Actually, the first time Blake was on, uh, I'm recording at a, in a location. It's not my standard location, but this is where we recorded the story where you talked about the guy who. Uh, pooped his pants and then bought some new pants and then accidentally threw those pants out the window. Um, it's a long story, but go back to, I believe it was the, the party bus story, one of the very first uh, episodes, uh, the party bus story with Blake. Uh, welcome back to yep. the Simple Human Podcast. Uh, very few people have been on more than once, so you're in, you're in good company. Yeah, yeah there's a recurring theme. 
Yeah, so we'll have you on. Stories. We'll have yeah. on. We'll have you on once a year. And you actually, we've been friends for about fifteen years. And this is a story. Uh, that you... I didn't start. <laughs> I, don't, I would say I, I started being like six months ago. I actually considered you a friend. Okay. <laughs> so for fifteen years, I've <laughs> I've considered Blake my best friend, right. and he has just now recently just considered me a, just a a, a friend yeah. of any kind. Um, and so you told the story, we actually were at the LSU Alabama game and just a quick side note on that. Uh, nothing in life is free except for everything at the LSU tailgate. Yep. Okay. Just, just, we're going to leave it at that. Um, so you told me this story and and I was like, okay, how have I not heard that story? Because it is not only is it a funny story, it fits in perfectly with the Simply Human podcast theme, which is pooping your pants, and, it, and yeah, we, literally, and we haven't, and we haven't had a poop your pants story in a while. So, tell tell us what happened. How old were you at the beginning of this story? I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. I was old enough that I was going camping with Dad, and old enough that he was, uh, he was like, "Here's some toilet paper. Go." Yeah, you know, right, know? right. So you weren't like so, you were older than two, but not yeah. like fifteen. I don't know when your memory starts, like your stream of consciousness when that starts. But um, I remember this happening. Hey, and hang on one second. <laughs> I'm adding, I'm adding Rick to the call. He's a he's a cop, and he just woke up because he's yeah. lazy. What? There he is. Okay, so Blake or Rick, we're recording, and Blake has just basically set up the story. He's he's old enough. Where he could like go take a poop on his own, but he's not too old. Where he's like a like fourteen or fifteen, so he's somewhere like five ish, four or five years old. Yeah, I would say I'm somewhere there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a great okay, spot so, for me to jump in at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we all y'all were out y'all were out uh, uh, hunting, camping. Where were you? Yeah, it was me and my dad and and another father son. Uh, friends of ours, and we were just, like I said, if I remember correctly, I guess we was out camping. I don't know where we were at. We were, we, we, we were just camping in the trucks, I think. We were sitting in the bed of the trucks and had campfires and fishing or something like that. And it was a two night deal because I remember the first night I went to dad and said, Hey, dude, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He said, Well, number one or number two? You know, I was like, Well, that's number two. <laughs> well, okay, here's some toilet paper. Go. He, he, he told me specifically what to do. He said, go grab a hold of the, the trailer hitch on the truck, you know, the ball of the trailer hitch, and squat down, and, and here's some toilet paper. Okay, I could do that. And the first night, I, I just, for whatever, I was afraid to do it. I, <laughs> I didn't want to do that, you know? So Not I went me. Back to that, but I, I said, no, I don't have to go like that. I'm fine. You know? And, um, uh, the next night. So you just, you hold in your yeah. your defecation. Yes. As a little boy, yeah. And I, I, I was scared to do it, yeah. And um, so the next night, I decided, I was like, oh, man, I, I definitely, I got to do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is, the, 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 straits, <laughs> the straits have become dire. We need to uh, empty the tank. Situation has become dire. It's yeah. about to go from a number two to a number three. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, you can see where this was going. So, um, 
I remember specifically going, grabbing the trailer hitch, and pulling my pants to my ankles, and then crapping directly into my pants <laughs> around my ankles. Uh, <laughs> there's no reason for me to take my pants down to my ankles whatsoever. I should have just crapped in my pants. It would have been the same result. You know? so, yeah. you, just, you, just, so, you, 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 you lined it up wrong? You, is that what you, your aim guess, was poor? I had no, I had no lean. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I had okay, no I lean. Well, I and also when you when you take directly, a yeah when you yeah. take a dump in the toilet, you're not necessarily taking note of the exact aim and where, you know, you yeah, know you're it, not, it you're ends not up there like pilot to bombardier, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not exactly sure. You know, it just you know it just ends up in the water somehow. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it ends up. Ne- ne- okay, never mind. Um, so yeah, so you, you squat down. I can I could just see you like you know you're. You're getting all ready. You got your toilet paper. Okay, you, you, okay. There's my toilet paper. I've got this. No one's looking at me. I've got everything set. I'm squatting down. Okay, and okay. Here we go. And it, and it comes yeah. out. And then you look down and you realize that there is a steaming pile of two of two days worth of crap just piled up in your underwear. <laughs> You, and what's weird is you just described Mark Rogers' as Tuesday of this week so in that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, that. Yeah. I do that quite often. Um well that's like, you know, like it's much uh it's much cleaner especially for little girls when they're like, you know, needing to potty. You know, I have four and five-year-old girls, hey, I need to go potty. You know, it's much cleaner sometimes to just go on the side of the road than it is to like go inside a gas station in podunk nowhere that's got you know ebola all over the the toilet and uh and yeah if you the first few times when you're trying to figure out the aim of uh you know of, of some some parts that you know you you don't have and easy I can say now that. we're eventually yeah. getting a creep search well no it's here. it's dad it's dad a daughter you don't have daughters so you don't understand neither of you guys both of you guys have two boys so so yeah the first few times okay okay now squat down and then the pee comes out and it just gets all over everything all of the shoes the the the, the underwear i don't want to say panties even though that's you what just they're did called. I know. You I didn't want to say it, but yeah. you clearly did. Yeah, yeah. Really Dads with daughters yeah. will understand that first time that like you buy panties for your daughter, and it's just okay. you're, you're just I'm like. I have to insist that you stop saying yeah. that word. Well, panties. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Do you know? Do you do you know if your dad like was like, Dad, gummit, Blake, you idiot? Like, <laughs> do you know what happened afterwards? Well, uh, yeah, I I was embarrassed by it, and. And I did my best to clean it up myself, you know. Oh, and, man. And, <laughs> um, right. So part of what I, you know, I don't know if I would actually remember happening or if I just remember the year, all, you know, my dad telling a story over years. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, so he, I don't know. I can, I can just imagine he, your dad. dad. Yeah, he's been, he's been telling that story forever. Yeah, and yeah. he's a he's a no-nonsense person, so I can imagine him just looking over. If just I like, would told the story, it would have lasted like, <laughs> well, the fact that I got you to tell that story and it took eight minutes is is a, a miracle. That kind of reminds me of when I was, and I, I, I understand what you're talking about, like not because I have a memory from when I was like five, and I'm trying to piece it together. I was in preschool, and I, uh, it, uh, Mark, it was at that church that was like right over by your house that they used to call Pittman Creek, but yeah. um, I they were introducing the boys to the concept of the urinal versus the toilet. 
And your whole life up until that point, all you're using is the toilet. But right. then they say, and this thing right here, that's for uh, when you stand up to, to Peeing go to the bathroom. only, yeah. And so uh, later on in the day, I had to go, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. But I went in there and I was like, okay, this, we have the toilet and then we have this other thing. And I can't remember what they said that other thing's for. I think they said that other thing is for when you sit down. When you drink out of. And yeah. so I uh, pull my pants down, which, by the way, I was wearing parachute pants. I remember that very distinctly. I uh, climbed up and sat on the urinal and, oh my God. Uh, and took a dump, and I couldn't get off. And so I'm sitting in there for like 30 minutes, like, help me, help. Like, stranded until finally someone like came in like it's probably some you know guy who worked at the church comes in is like oh my god what what are you doing in here like i uh, had to pull me off the urinal he like pulls oh, out yeah, his, we don't do it that way he pulls out his polaroid camera and starts snapping pictures of you like uh <laughs> what are you doing here okay uh awesome well boy, little boys in funny places <laughs> a perfect camera would be send me into a public bathroom with a little kid stuck on the urinal and see what I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've never seen a urinal. That also sounds like Exhibit A in your, uh, your <laughs> trial. <felony> trial. <laughs> I'll probably, probably get out and throw a camera on my phone and go, I, I got a video of this. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then you've got cops showing yeah, up and it's a big true. huge thing so all right well blake i know you have to get back to your normal life thank you for doing this and uh we You're will welcome. talk to you soon and thank you for pooping your pants so long ago that you could tell us today <laughs> all right man see you all right thank you blake for that enlightening story uh and always remember if you're going to take a dump while holding on to a trailer hitch just go ahead and take off your pants all the way that is the most. Is that the first time you've ever said that sentence in your whole life? I probably, yeah. I don't know if it is yeah. or not. I feel like there's a good chance over the last you know, thirty something years you've said that at least once before. Yes, yes. Something that I've learned. All right. So now it is time for the simply human tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And we're gonna sort of you know go back to the interview with Jack and like that guy has to navigate. Every day, every meal, every time that he you know digests food, dealing with no pancreas, no gallbladder, and no spleen. Right? Yeah, there's no like Jack just going like eh, like not paying attention to his diet. It's right. something that he has to like meticulously plan days in advance and stuff like that. So, and that sort of leads you or leads me down the path of like, okay, no matter how bad you think you have it, and it may be pretty bad in some cases, but there's like it's it's a good dose of perspective like people out there probably have it worse off than you so stop complaining and just do whatever it is that that you think it's it's time for you to do whether that's get healthy by you know cutting some things out of your diet or adding things into your diet or or, or getting on like a, a human movement pattern plan or something you know just and I, I believe you had you wrapped up uh, that thought in a in a very cliche phrase well uh- Growing up with Jack, uh, we we kind of laugh about it now, but there were some very scary moments, yeah. uh, and he was in the hospital a lot, a lot of times, and this was a life-threatening condition, and basically what Jack did is he took lemons and he made lemonade. Mm-hmm. He has figured out a way, uh, and it, gr- granted, it's through like the miracle of modern science, and we talk a lot about how there's more scientific advancements, but uh, you know, he was born with this condition. It was through no fault of his own. And uh, he basically, instead of curling up in the fetal position and crying about the crappy hand life had dealt him, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to live the best life that I can. And uh, I would say he would, 
agree with me in saying that you know he lives a pretty full life, and yeah. once he you get adjusted to living with, you know, the kind of extra planning and extra preparation that he needs to do, uh, he lives probably the same you know same life as you and I, and I think he would he would tell you that it's about you know adjusting and and sucking it up and moving on. Yeah. So he, life handed him lemons, and he made lemonade. So there he, you go. He made brown watery lemonade. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, sorry. So that's that's the tip of the week. It's it's pretty straightforward. So uh, you can find us online. At, oh wait, hold on. Before I go there, okay. T shirt giveaway a thon. Simply even t shirt giveaway a thon. Leave us a review on iTunes. And if it's dated any time in November, you are eligible for me to just ship you. No strings attached, except for you have to post a picture of yourself on social media wearing it. Uh, that's the only string with string attached. Uh, one and, string and one one tiny string, and uh, and that will get you into the uh, simply human T-shirt giveaway a thon. Uh, you know, that, I believe it's simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. Uh, if you want to just buy a shirt, we we have lots of shirts going, uh, and uh, and I guess that's everything. So coming up next time, we talk to a friend of ours from an earlier podcast, the Humans Being Human segment. It's it's the the girl that your brother had a crush on that completely crushed him. Yes, by asking he. Asking a question, he thought that she was like, she was like, Rob, can I ask you a question? And he thought it was setting up for like romantic comedy, like, yes, Shelley, <laughs> tell me how much you love me. And she was like, was your father also bald? <laughs> is your dad is your dad bald? Is your dad yeah. bald? So it's like, oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. there we go. So Shelley is actually has grown up and is uh, has uh, a, a two children. And is very into and, and very uh, sort of learn learned on mid midwifery and and sort of natural uh, healing of uh, healing natural birthing and birthing centers and all that stuff. So we basically have a thirty minute conversation about the natural way to have uh, babies and how you become pregnant. That's a you know, you know we had to explain that to Me. Rick. Um, so anyway, so that's coming up next time. How'd you get got, the beans above the frank? <laughs> so we've got a lot of, we, we have Kate Galliette is coming back on in December. So we've got a lot of cool things coming up. So find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Simply at simplyhuman52, Instagram and Twitter. You can email the show. It's at uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com and simplyhumanpaul at gmail.com is Rick's email. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Not my email. Yeah, simply, some, some guy named Paul keeps getting all these like, hey, let me show you this weird picture of horse meat. Yeah. <laughs> simply even Rick at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. Uh, it, there's a lot of things you could be doing right now. Thank you for making us part of your day. Uh, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Lifestyle. <laughs> And cut. The, what, the, the whole the, thing, abort mission. Yeah, the one time that I'm not actually reading the script, I was like, I can do this from memory. <laughs> I know the name of our show. <laughs> the Simply Human. Oh, crap. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, Rick and I discussed after the fact, and we decided not to play uh, an audio of someone taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourselves.